This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fourth quarter here on Candy and Colin on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Candy, and I am rocking with the best, Roe Parish, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Taking your calls on NFL Bowl predictions for this upcoming season. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Roe Parrish, your bowl prediction. Michael Parsons winning defensive MVP. Defensive MVP. Or, or league MVP. No, 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 no. League MVP. League the, MVP. The third time in NFL history we will see a defensive player hoist the MVP trophy. Okay, so my bowl prediction is Trey Lance. Guiding the 49ers to the Super Bowl. So, I know those seem like they're outlandish, but they're bold predictions. They have to be a little bit bold. We're taking your calls on that. But since we're talking about MVPs, we got to talk about quarterbacks, right? Of course. And this quarterback just so happens to have won an MVP, and this quarterback is always in the conversation for winning the Super Bowl. That would be one Pat Mahomes. And Pat Mahomes had some interesting things that he told Peter King while Peter King was on his training camp tour. This is Pat Mahomes on losing Tyreek Hill, and I quote, when you have a guy as special as Tyreek, you want to get him any, and you get any type of man coverage, you're kind of saying, forget the read, I'm going to get this guy a chance to go out there and make a play. Now the thing is, you don't know where that go-to guy is going to be every single game. We'll have a lot of different personnel groups, a lot of different receivers, and tight ends and running backs on the field. It's going to be hard for defenses to game plan against us. Your thoughts on Pat Mahomes and life without Tyreek Hill? Listen, the first thing we have to think about, are they going to be better just on the field without the cheetah, arguably the fastest player in the NFL? And I'm going to tell you— I don't even know if that's arguable. Well, you know— I think he's just the fastest player in the NFL. You know, Lamar Jackson might have something to say, but you know what? Just for the sake of the conversation, we will go with the cheetah as the fastest man in the league. Okay, Okay, so I'm going to say this is why— Pat Mahomes will be better without the cheetah. Okay, I'm listening. So the first thing I think of, and I'm going to age myself when I make this reference, I think about one Brett Favre playing for the Green Bay Packers in the early 90s. Mm. We all know who Shannon Sharp is, but some have forgot about Sterling Sharp, who was a all-world receiver. Hell of a player. Wearing number 84, dominating the field for the Packers. Now, when they played together, Brett Favre was more liable to lock on him as a pass catcher on every single possession. However... Once Sterling Sharp was unable to play for the Packers, we saw Brett Favre expand, and we saw how great of a quarterback he was when he wasn't so locked in on number 84. So I say all that to say, since the cheat is gone, number 10's not going to be running up and down that field. Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to make, not to say that he makes bad reads now, but be more open to make better reads and spread the ball out like a true point guard would in the NBA, and it's going to make him a better player. Yeah, I, here's what I'll say. I struggle to give them the benefit of the doubt in saying that they're going to be a better offense with losing one of the best weapons in the National Football League. Because Tyreek Hill is a guy that can dictate front and coverage. There was a reason last year why the Kansas City Chiefs offense saw more cover two, which means two high safeties, than any other offense in the National Football League. It's because teams were afraid of the deep speed that Tyreek Hill is bringing to the table. So 
Uh, by virtue of Tyreek Hill not being on the field, I think the Kansas City Chiefs will see more man coverage, which is going to present opportunities earlier in the downs for those receivers. And here's the thing. It's not like the Kansas City Chiefs are devoid of talent at the receiver position. Oh, no question. They still got a lot of speed. I mean, Miko <laughs> Hardman is a burner. Ooh. And then MVS, Marquez Valdez MVS, standing yes. from the Green Bay Packers came over in free agency. That guy can run, too. You couple that with Juju Smith-Schuster, who's been getting a lot of work in training camp in the slot. Travis Kelsey, another big-body receiver that could be a target in between the numbers. And then Sky Moore, who's the Swiss Army knife. I think it does bring some versatility to this offense. They have an opportunity to be multiple in a way that they just weren't when you had guys like Tyreek Hill that you had to get the football to eight to ten times every single game. So I do think it'll present a challenge to defenses in terms of who to lock in on, but it's hard to make the claim that this is going to be a better offense overall. But the one thing that this got me thinking about is what do we need to see from Pat Mahomes or what our perception of Pat Mahomes becomes in this upcoming season now that he's going to be playing without Tyreek Hill. Because we know Tyreek Hill is the highest paid receiver in the National Football League. Yes. And we haven't, so. seen, we haven't seen Pat Mahomes have success without Tyreek Hill. So everybody wants to know what that looks like. And I think (laughs) I go back to the conversation that we had during the playoffs during the NBA season, and a lot of people were wondering about Steph Curry and whether or not we were going to be able to see Steph Curry Curry play at a high level once we got to the NBA Finals because we haven't seen him play great in the NBA Finals without having Kevin Durant next to him. And so looking at what happened in the NBA season – Steph Curry winning another title mm. and winning finals MVP. Do We look at Steph Curry differently now, and I'm wondering, could this season have the same type of effect for Pat Mahomes if he has an MVP caliber year without Tyreek Hill? There are so many questions about Steph Curry during the NBA season, but one of them was not, is he the greatest shooter of all time? He is the GOAT of the three-point stroke, whether it be preseason, regular season, postseason. He owns every single record. The only question was... Can he get it done at the highest level in the finals, as you alluded to? And he clearly showed that this past season yeah. against the Boston Celtics. Uh, did y'all forget about that 40-burger that he dropped? All those threes that were just ringing. No, that was where the series turned. Exactly. I mean, he had to drop 40 in Boston in order for his team to have a chance, right? Absolutely. Because they were down 2-1 in that game. Yes. Yeah. So he proved himself. Really didn't need to. He's still Steph Curry again, all-world player, top 75 player, greatest shooter ever to do it. No disrespect to Reggie, no disrespect to Ray, but it is what it is. So to make that parallel, when we talk about Pat Mahomes, I love the comparison that you make because oftentimes when we look at the NFL and the NBA, these two players have been often compared to each other as far as the fun, the joy that they play with, the subtle arrogance that they have on the field, the things that we've watched them do, Steph Curry and Pat Mahomes, that we literally haven't seen before from anybody else at their respective positions. So, Pat Pat Mahomes this season, no cheetah. If he's able to capture a Super Bowl title or an MVP, I don't think it's going to validate him in any way because we already know that he's an MVP caliber Super Bowl champion. But it's going to, in the greater scheme, put him higher, maybe put him right a tier beneath Tom Brady in, mm. in, in, in that Peyton Manning class yeah. of absolute greatest quarterback ever to play the position. Yeah, I, I think it, it it certainly vaults him into the top quarterback spot in the National Football League right now. And looking at that survey that Jeremy Fowler came out with a couple of weeks ago, that belonged to one Aaron Rodgers. And so I think 
the guy that won back-to-back MVPs, he's going to have something to prove too because he lost Devontae Adams and he got paid $50 million a year. But I think Pat Mahomes absolutely has something to prove, and that can be a dangerous thing when you have a guy like Pat Mahomes motivated with a chip on his shoulder because people doubt what he's capable of without Tyreek Hill. So that'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Mike and Queens, we see you on the call-in line. We're going to get to you on the other side. But coming up next, we got some interesting things that were said in some NFL training camps, and we'll continue with the bottom five, the gutter, from what I saw in week one of the NFL preseason. You're listening to ESPN Radio back after this. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Rolling along here on Kenny and calling on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN Plus. Roe Parish filling in for Chris Carlin. I am Chris Candy and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. As promised, we're going to get to your calls on your NFL Bowl predictions for 2022 and right now we're going out to the call-in line and bringing on A.J. in San Diego. A.J., you're on Candy and Carlin. What up? Hey, what's up, big fella? My bold prediction is Justin Jefferson will be the very first receiver with 2,000 yards. Wow. wow. Justin Jefferson with 2,000 yards receiving on the season. That's a lot of yards. That is. That is literally lighting up the scoreboard. But here's the thing. I don't hate it because Justin Jefferson is a top six, top seven receiver in the National Football League. And based on where the Minnesota Vikings are and the identity of that team, got a feeling that they're going to be airing it out an awful lot. Yeah, they're probably going to be trailing a lot as well. So, you know, you got to air that thing out. But I'm surprised that he didn't mention his one-time college teammate, Jamar Chase, who's absolutely lit up the league. And you know that he's very proficient with catching the deep ball. So if I had to put my money on, which I'm not because I'm not about that life, I would go <laughs> towards Jamar Chase to get that 2,000 yards. Yeah, Jamar Chase is a bona fide beef. I, I think Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in the National Football League. But Justin Jefferson ain't far behind him. Big His facts. stats for 2021, 108 catches, 1,616 yards, which means 15 yards a catch, and 10 touchdowns. 
So Justin Jefferson can absolutely go get it. And here's the other thing, bold prediction. I think the Minnesota Vikings are a playoff team this year. I think the Minnesota Vikings are a sneaky playoff team this year. Absolutely. The Minnesota Vikings, be on the lookout with the new head coach. I got a feeling that they're going to get something done. New head coach, new general manager. I like Kevin O'Connell. And typically, Sean McVay disciples do really well. Very well. How did Matt LaFleur do in Green Bay? Pretty good? Pretty good. Okay. I'm just saying. Sean McVay disciples, they do pretty well. So, I I, I like that idea. I I like the Minnesota Vikings this year. Um, And so... Great bowl prediction. I don't know if he quite gets to 2,000 yards, That's but, a he ha- but he has a really good season. Justin Jefferson, one of those guys to watch. Let's go back out to the call-in line and bring on Mike in Queens. Mike has a bold Cowboys prediction. Mike, what up? What's up, Kathy? Uh, li- listen, do you're doing big things on this radio. I love it. I love hearing you every single day. But my bold prediction is, more, more than more a fact than a prediction that the Cowboys defense will be number one in the league, just like last season. Their fantasy, in fantasy, they were number one because of they caused turnovers. Mike, I don't hate your bold prediction, and here's why. The Dallas Cowboys were the number one team in takeaways last year, but they were also seventh in scoring defense. Now. Their total defense was 19th. They gave up a bunch of yards, and there were a lot of big plays that they allowed in the passing game. If they can tighten some of that up, row, I think the Dallas Cowboys can take a huge stride. And here's the thing. From everything that I've been hearing in training camp about Micah Parsons, they're saying that he's even scarier than what they saw in his rookie year. So, I, I, I mean, when you think about this guy being one of the top two defensive players in the National Football League, I don't think it's far-fetched to think that the unit that he's leading could be the top defense in the National Football League. Absolutely, and we saw the Cowboys in the previous season as far as takeaways go. They were extremely dominant in that area, being able to force those turnovers, whether they were fumbles, you got digs, taking those interceptions. So that was huge, but can you get actual stops in the biggest moments of the game? Of course, again, the turnovers are amazing. You want to get those to get the ball back for your offense, but getting key stops on third down to get the team off of the field to get your offense back on with the Cowboys be able to do that consistently yeah I think that's an area of concern getting those turnovers but also the secondary who's going to be that corner opposite of Trayvon Diggs who's going to solidify that spot and can Trayvon Diggs stop giving up so many big plays yes listen when Trayvon Diggs is out there you know somebody's band is going to play either it's going to be yours or the opposing team and at some point there has to be more consistency in his game but I like the Dallas Cowboys defense I honestly think that has to be the identity of the team not the offense if they're going to get to where Jerry Jones wants them to go, which is winning a championship. But in looking at the NFC East, since we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, okay, are they the team to beat in that division? No. Who's the team to beat? I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles Ooh. right now, and I know people are saying what they want to say about Jalen Hurts, hashtag, and Hurts we trust. When you look at him, his leadership, his ability to improve, and I know it's early and it's the preseason. However, he was extremely impressive moving the ball up and down the field in no the doubt. first preseason game. And you have so many different weapons around him right now. Defense, that's a question that has to be answered once the games start to count. But I'm really looking at this Philadelphia Eagles team. It, it just seems like to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Jalen Hurts seems to have that it factor. He might not have the greatest numbers as far as throwing percentage and completion percentage, 
but he seems to get it. We've seen him do it at the college level, and it seems like everybody's buying in with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and here's the thing that you continue to hear around Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is a guy that people in the locker room gravitate toward. Now, maybe this is just coming off of the Carson Wentz debacle where he alienated a lot of his teammates. But everybody seems to buy into Jalen Hurts. They they believe in him, even though we know he's a work in progress as a passer. But the one thing that's an encouraging sign for Philly is that Jalen Hurts took it upon himself to improve his mechanics this all season. He went out to the West Coast to work with Tom House from USC to 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 you know, figure out his mechanics. Somebody that's worked with Tom Brady and some of the other elite quarterbacks around the National Football League. So. The fact that he had the impetus to go out there and do that on his own, to work on his craft, to get ready for what is a huge season for him, I think that speaks volumes about his sports character, and it ultimately reinforces all of the things that we've been hearing about Jalen Hurts. They've surrounded him with a lot of talent. Remember, they drafted Devontae Smith in the first round last year. This year, they used their first-round pick to trade for A.J. Brown. They also had another first-round pick that they invested in Jordan Davis, on the defensive side of the ball, in free agency, they went out and signed Hassan Reddick, a pass rusher from the Carolina Panthers, yep. who had double-digit sacks last year. They got they got James Bradbury from the New York Giants in free agency to play opposite of Darius Slay at the corner. So, I mean, you're talking about a top-10 defense that improved. And, oh, did I mention that they stole N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia, in the third round? You didn't mention that yeah. one, but now you did. Yeah, exactly. So you have all of that on the defensive side of the ball, a unit that was top-10 from a year ago. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you have the best offensive line in all of football. You have a really good skill position core with Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, and Dallas Goddard, not to mention Miles Sanders in the backfield. It just feels like it's all setting up for Jalen Hurts to have a huge, huge season. And so far, so good when it comes to his preseason uh, performance. So we'll keep a close eye on it, keep a close watch on Got it. Got I'm right there with you. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC East. Travis in Cali, Donnie in Baltimore, we see you on the call-in line. Promise we're going to get to your calls on the other side of this thing. Also, coming up next, we saw some ugly football in week one of the preseason, and I'll tell you (laughs) what was the worst thing I saw. That's next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kenny calling on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Roe Parish filling in for Chris Carlin. This is Chris Kenny, and I swear some of the conversations we have during the break 
are better than the conversations we have on air. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. If you don't know, now you know. You need to get ready for the season with ESPN's Fantasy Football. Sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. It's fun, it's easy, and free to play. Don't forget, we have the ESPN Fantasy Football Draft tonight from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on ESPN, the big station. So after the 6 p.m. Sports Center, you definitely want to tune in, lock in for that ESPN's Fantasy Football Draft culminating the ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon over the last 24 hours. Now, we got to get to my bottom five. We got to get to the gutter of what I saw in preseason week one. But before we do that, we got to go out to the call-in line because we got some people that have more bold predictions for the 2022 NFL season. So let's go out to Travis in Cali. Travis, you're on Kenny and Carlin. What up? Hey, what up, fellas? Thanks for taking the call of the show. Appreciate you, man. What you got uh, for my us? Bold pre- my bold prediction is for Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense. I think the addition of Devontae Adams takes this offense to another level, and I think Derek Carr uh, can be a top-five quarterback in the league, and they will have the number one overall scoring offense in the NFL. Number one scoring offense. I don't hate that aspect of it. No. It's hard for me to get on board with Derek Carr being a top five quarterback. Last year, Derek Carr finished 14th in QBR, 23 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Now, listen, I respect Derek Carr because of how he shepherded the Raiders organization through all of that turmoil last year. No question. What he had to deal with, John Gruden getting fired abruptly after the leaked emails and then dealing with – Henry Ruggs and his DUI leading to a tragedy. Yes. Like there, there were all a lot. There was a lot of things that he had to manage, and yet somehow, some way, with an interim head coach, Derek Carr got his team to the playoffs. So respect to Derek Carr for being able to do that. I do love the weapons that Derek Carr has to work with because you on, added Devonte Adams, but then you have the Josh McDaniels effect. Fair, fair. You have the Josh McDaniels effect, and and you got to think that he's going to be better. The second time around as a head coach. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, and yes. Josh Jacobs. There's going to be a lot of opportunities in that offense, and I do think they light up the scoreboard in a way that we haven't seen a Derek Carr-led offense do. I'm just not sure that that helps Derek Carr ascend to being a top-five quarterback. Not when you think about Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I mean, there are some Just really- look at his, his division alone, just the quarterbacks that he has in his division. When you think about Pat Mahomes, as you mentioned, but then you have Josh Herbert, who some people think Justin might Herbert, Justin yep. Herbert, who might win the MVP, according to certain people. Yep. And then you can't sleep on, Russ, on, on Russell Wilson in the Denver Broncos. Yep. And then you got Joe Burrow. You got I Joe mean, Burrow. You, we, got Le- you got Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of quarterbacks out there. Matt Stafford, who just won the Super Bowl. Correct. Like, I don't know that Derek Carr is going to ascend to a top-five quarterback. I like the, where he's going with his bowl prediction. I just don't see that part about Derek Carr. Maybe the Raiders have the top-scoring offense, but Derek Carr is not going to be a top-five quarterback. Keeping it moving, we got to go out to the calling line and bring on Donnie in Baltimore. Donnie, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to give you uh, – 
give you your flowers, Chris Candy. I met you one time down in your first season in Baltimore down at Harvey East, man. You was real cool. Ain't give me no slack that said what's up and kept it moving and all that. But um, my bold prediction for this year, I'm a Ravens fan. My bold prediction is that the um the Jacksonville Jaguars will make it make it as a wild card team in the playoffs this year. Wow! Every you know what this is the, the second, second time the second caller that we had on the show saying that the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs. Yes. And listen, hey. I love Trevor Lawrence's potential. Yes. I love what I saw from Travis Etienne. I like the fact that they have an adult in the room in Doug Peterson. I don't know if I'm ready to call them a playoff team yet. Well, Doug Peterson, we know his pedigree. We saw what he did when he was with the Eagles. We know that quarterback guru, you can mention that in the same sense. He can coach quarterbacks now. No question about it. Doug Peterson coach quarterbacks. So when you have a number one pick who finally got Urban out of the way, now you have a true quarterback coach. I'm not mad at it. Shouts out to LaVisca Chenault, a DeSoto product look at it i'm look just at saying it. i gotta i mean I, I gotta mention my guy okay. colorado did his thing there now he is going to be one of the primary weapons that that number one overall pick is going to have at his disposal along with travis Etienne, who is extremely familiar with so i don't know not to I, mention they gave a bag of money to christian kirk from the arizona cardinals in yes. free agency a ton of money they got marvin jones jr down there they signed evan ingram as well so they're putting a lot of weapons around trevor lawrence my only problem is they play in the afc I mean, think yeah. about all of the teams in the AFC. You got the Buffalo Bills. You got the Cincinnati Bengals. You got the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, who were a playoff team a year ago. But let's focus you, on you, the division. No. Just, just the division alone. You have the Tennessee Titans, who clearly don't have the same amount of offensive weapons yep. and have questions at the quarterback position. The Colts, they are going to be possibly a contender. What does Matt Ryan have left? So yep. when you look at the teams in that division, you might have to say maybe Jacksonville. And you, and you know, every single year in the NFL, there's – one or two teams who come out of nowhere who we didn't see coming who end up being a playoff team. There's no doubt about it. And if you were to ask me which quarterback would I want to have out of all of those AFC South quarterbacks, I'd probably say Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I wouldn't be I'd mad at I'd probably say Trevor Lawrence. Okay, all right. Without further ado, i got to get to my bottom five, and I don't have a whole lot of time to run through it. So we're going to kick off the gutter list. Bottom five things I saw in preseason week one. Five. Number five is the Giants' offensive line. It's still not fixed. <laughs> not good. I don't know. We've been investing draft picks the last several years. It's still not fixed. Two top ten picks in the last three drafts, and Daniel Jones keeps getting hit in the back of the head in the pocket. At some point, the Giants have got to be able to turn that around. Evan Neal, he had his welcome to the NFL moment. He lost in a one-on-one pass rush opportunity to Josh Uche. Hopefully, there's not too much more of that as we move through the preseason on into the regular season. Number four. Number four. Jets linebacker Quincy Williams blasting Jalen Hurts as he was headed out of bounds. It wasn't what you want to see. You know it's bad when your own head coach is calling you out for how egregious of a hit it was. It's exactly what Rob Sala did for the Jets linebacker. And here's the thing about it. He hit Jalen Hurts on a third down where Jalen Hurts was running out of bounds short of the line to gain. That penalty extended the drive, and it ultimately ended up resulting in a touchdown. Not exactly what you want to be doing if you're a linebacker. That is a bonehead play by Quincy Williams. What makes it worse, it's the preseason, dog. What are you doing? Why why, why are we going all out in the preseason, dog? Yeah, man. Come Come on, on. man. Come on, bro. I mean, you're not even getting real checks, but you're going to get a real FedEx with a fine in it for $15,000 at a minimum. And that's going to hurt. Yeah. We're doing my bottom five things I saw in the preseason week one on Candy and Carlin. Number three. Not only preseason for the players, it's preseason for the Zebras, too. And by Zebras, I mean the officials. The no call on the Justin Fields slide in the first quarter was egregious. And listen, 
I don't like to go UVA on UVA crime, but safety Juan Thornhill for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's got to get hit with some laundry on the hit that he made on Justin Fields. It's unnecessary roughness. Not too sure he's not going to have a FedEx, but the fact that the ref didn't make a call bothers me, especially when you're talking about Justin Fields, one of the quarterbacks that was the most contacted in 2021. So referees, you got to make sure you protect these quarterbacks, whether they're in the pocket or out of the pocket. Justin Fields was clearly making an attempt to slide. The official didn't throw the flag. That's not the tone you want to set for the upcoming season. Number two. Number two. Roger Goodell, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm. You've been adamant about Deshaun Watson not being a part of the NFL this year, an indefinite suspension, the year-long variety. Why would you let him take the field for the first preseason game for the Cleveland Browns? Makes no sense. Why would you let him do that? It is within your purview to suspend him indefinitely now that you have formally appealed the decision of Judge Sue Robinson. Why did you let him take the field and continue to be a distraction for the NFL? You want to establish a new precedent? You could have sent a clear and decisive message to everyone in the National Football League. We're not going to tolerate violence toward women, but yet you let Deshaun Watson take the field. I don't get it. I still don't get it. It's inexcusable. It's egregious. Roger Goodell, one of the worst things I saw in preseason week number one. Number one. All right, so I gave you one through four, but here is the worst thing that I saw this preseason week one. The Dallas Cowboys in their penalties. Mm. They were the most penalized team all of last year. Yes, they and were. you would figure if you're the most penalized team from a year ago that your head coach would make sure that if you did nothing else in your first preseason game, remember games that don't even count nope. towards your overall record, that you would not be penalized. You would be fundamentally sound. And yet the Dallas Cowboys had 17 penalties for 129 yards. Going into the fourth quarter of that game against the Denver Broncos, they had more penalty yards than they did have total offensive yards. It's absolutely ridiculous from the Dallas Cowboys. That was the worst thing I've seen all preseason. So that is my bottom five things that I saw preseason week one. Coming up next, we got some wedding drama. I'm 10 days out, and we got problems, and I need Rope's opinion on how to get my problems fixed. (laughs) I'm trying to have this happy wife, happy life thing. It's a problem. And you're going to want to stay tuned and hear how we get this problem fixed. You're listening to Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin on ESPN Radio, of course, Ro Parrish filling in for the big fella, Chris Carlin. And Ro, yep. we have a lot of coverage of NFL training camps and preseason because people are excited about football finally coming back. We're who, not that who far. Wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be excited about of, football? Of course, because football is the greatest team game on the face of the planet. No we love football. We live for football season. But sometimes that can lead to some of us getting a little overzealous. Ah. And when I say some of us, I mean fellow media members like friend of the show Cameron Wolf, who works for the NFL Network in South Florida and was covering the Dolphins practice today. And he tweeted, rough day for the quarterbacks here at Dolphins camp. Great day for the defense. Interceptions all over the place. It appeared that Tua threw at least three interceptions. Now, 
coming off of that, we had Mark Daniels of the Providence Journal uh, talking about the New England Patriots, and he said he was covering the Patriots at practice today and took note that Patriots linebacker Matt Judon was leaving the practice and headed to the locker room. Now, Matt Judon since quoted, quoted, quote tweeted that, uh, that uh, tweet from Mark Daniels and said, I went to take a pee. <laughs> I got to ask you this question. Are we getting to the point where we have too much coverage on NFL training camp where we're overanalyzing every little thing? Doingthemost.com. That is exactly what's happening right now when you have this extreme coverage of everything that's going on. Do we need to know all these things? Do we need to know that two or through interceptions? Are we really keeping stats who during cares, practice? Who cares about doesn't interceptions matter. in practice? It doesn't matter. What did Allen Iverson say about practice? Oh, it's not a game. It's not a game. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Come on. What is this? Why are we worried about Tua throwing interceptions at practice? Practice is about taking the chances that you, you wouldn't ordinarily take in the game to see how it's going to work out. And guess what? If it works out, maybe you consider doing it in the game. But if it doesn't work out, you know what he's probably not going to do? Throw that same Throw that pass. that same pass. Not yeah, make that exactly. same read. And Matt Jadon going to the locker room. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm, every time a player goes to the line, I know that, that reporters want to be the first ones to scoop a juicy story about a player being injured and affecting the availability of it and all of that other stuff. But the guy went to the bathroom. Right. Like, if he's go, if he's jogging in the locker room, it doesn't necessarily mean he's hurt. It could just mean the guy has to relieve himself. Yeah, you know, and during training camp, it's hot, so you got to stay hydrated. Exactly. So that means you have plenty of fluids. You have to relieve yourself at times. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it, it he, he just went to take a pee. I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why Mark Daniels didn't already know that. <laughs> I love the fact that he put the tweet out there and quoted, I took a pee. Yeah, he didn't say I had to go to the bathroom. No, 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 I no, no. Pee. He specifically let you know. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, it's too much information all the way around. TMI. Too much information from Matt Jadon. Too much information for all the reporters covering training camp. We talking about practice, man. Coming down the home stretch here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN Plus. I am Chris Kenny. He is Ro Parrish. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Ro, now we have reached a portion of our show where it's time to go three and out. But before we do that, got to give a shout out to the guests that came on our show today. ESPN Major League Baseball analyst Doug Glanville coming and giving us the latest on the Yankees. Also, what's going on with the Dodgers now that they've lost Walker Bueller. Also want to give a shout out to ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody giving us his take on or his reaction to the Zach Wilson injury news. Daniel Dopp, Fantasy Focus Podcast. ESPN is in the middle of our huge fantasy football marathon. Daniel Dopp, along with the others in our fantasy football stable, are going to get your fantasy football team set starting tonight at 7 p.m. with their fantasy football draft. And then, of course, we have our Charlie Batch Super Bowl champion and 12-year NFL vet with the Pittsburgh Steelers giving us some insight into that quarterback battle. If you missed any of it, go to the Candy and Carlin podcast, download, rate, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get to three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. And tonight we're going to kick off Three and Out with a little bit of my wedding drama. And when I say my wedding drama, it's not drama that I created, nor is it drama that my fiancé created. It's drama 
that are hotel created. Uh oh. So yes, one of the hotels that's supposed to be hosting our wedding party this uh, this this wedding this with our upcoming wedding, which is August twenty sixth in Chicago. Ten days away. We have a problem. What do we have? Ro, we have a problem. Tell you know, me. I say Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Ro, we have a problem. All right, here's talk the, to me. Here's the problem. Apparently, for the presidential suite at the Intercontinental in Chicago, and yes, I'm calling them out by name because this is a mistake. That should never happen. For anybody that's planning on staying at the Intercontinental, pay attention to what I have to say because this is something that you might want to take note of. Yes. So, my fiance and I got engaged March, March 3rd, 2021. Okay? And I'm just thinking about the dates. I want to make sure I get all of the dates straight. Line the dates up properly. March 3rd, 2021. Okay. So, well over a year ago. Well over. My fiance booked the presidential suite for the two nights prior to our wedding at the Intercontinental. In Chicago. In Chicago. On May 24th. 2021. Okay. So well in advance of our wedding on August 26, 2022. Would you, would you not say that? Yes, you did. So apparently the Intercontinental in Chicago decided this Monday or came to the revelation this Monday that they had double booked the presidential suite Hell for no. the two days that my fiance needed it in order to get prepared for our wedding. Now, listen, the day of the wedding, it doesn't matter because she's coming to stay at my presidential suite, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, yes! you know, she wanted to have the presidential suite because the bridal party's going to get ready there. They're going to get dressed there before the wedding. It's supposed to be a big to-do. The photographers, the videographers, the mother of the bride, all of that stuff, that, that's supposed to be all ongoing in the presidential suite. So you need a big space for yes, that. Yes, you do. And so right now, we're having a trouble... We're trying to figure out what the solution is mm. in terms of where do we go now? Because okay. the Intercontinental cannot they cannot help any, you. They can't help us. They can't make any concessions for us. So how do I troubleshoot this problem with getting a presidential suite on such short notice for my fiance so she can make sure that she enjoys the morning of our wedding and the process of getting ready and getting dressed and getting prepared to marry me. Okay, so without divulging too much information, let's just say that the wedding is not in the same location as the presidential suite. No. So we have other hotels that we have as options that are among the list that you've given to your wedding guests, correct? Correct. So there's two other hotels. Yes. So we need to discover, do those two other hotels have presidential suites that are available at this point? That would be my first thought. Yeah, and I think that is the direction mm. that our wedding planner is going in. Mm. The only problem that I have with this, and I know Evan is giving me this hum in my ear. I know why he's doing it. <laughs> because it's letting the Intercontinental off the hook. Mm. Like, I feel like the Intercontinental has to make this right. Oh, right. How the hell do you double book? Not what I'm thinking and we're, at all. And we're a year and a half away from the wedding. I don't understand that. You double book the presidential suite a year and a half away from the wedding, and you tell us less than two weeks before the wedding, mm. that the room is double booked. How is that even possible? Okay. Chris, uh, as the only married guy on the show, I got some advice for you. What's that? You got to give up your presidential suite to your to your fiancé. Like, her and her friends, you got to give that up. Like, my my when we got married, we had the budget for only one suite. And, and so, of course, my wife had it. She, there was a lot more stuff that she had in her suite than I needed in my hotel room. So I'm just saying, as the only married guy on the show, my advice to you is that presidential suite is hers, 
and you got to find another presidential suite so for see, yourself. So see, now, now, you're, you're, now you're, you're making me even more angry at the Intercontinental Chicago <laughs> because because they screwed up, and now I'm behind the eight ball in terms of my presidential but, suite. Why can't I enjoy my suite? I That's might what be, I'm saying. I might I've be making you more angry. Year and a half. I've been planning <laughs> it for a year and a half with her, Hell and now no. all of a sudden, because the Intercontinental screwed up, and they double-booked the room, now I've got to give up my presidential suite? What do you want me staying at, a Holiday Inn? What is this, Evan? All I'm saying is, no, you, you know might what, be Evan, more you know angry. What, you know what it is? I'm Evan trying to make your stay- fiancé no. much happier. I, I'm trying to end your drama by making your fiancé much happier, and then you'll solve the problem. I know you'll solve the problem, but the first step towards solution is you're giving up your presidential suite. No, I'll you see, Evan, Evan, Evan wants me to stay at one of those hotels that still actually uses real keys. Uh. That's where Evan wants me to stay. <laughs> but we appreciate you hanging out with us. It's Kenny and Carlin, Roe Parish filling in for the big fella, Chris Carlin. Coming up next, we got a little bit of Spain and Fitz. This is ESPN Radio.